Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Lost, a Let's Get Critical Critical podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Jesse. And I'm A. I'm Andreas. And we are here today to talk all about season three, episode 20, The Man Behind the Curtain. Yep. And But before we do, general housekeeping assignment. Assignments. I said it again. Announcements. <laughs> announcements, Jesse. Announcements. <laughs> Um, there's nothing out of the ordinary. It's all the usual stuff. Uh, thank you so much to all of our loyal listeners. We're so glad to have you here with us. Um, please continue to submit your questions, your discussion yes. points, all of the great things you've been sending us, especially as season three has been wrapping up. There's been a full inbox of things. So thank you very much for that. Uh, the best way to get in touch with us is through Instagram, specifically the direct messages. You can post in the comments, but if you do, keep in mind be spoiler-free for our unspoiled fans. The other thing that we request of you uh, would be ratings and reviews of the show. Uh, we really love to hear your feedback, and we do take it seriously. Uh, and then finally, subscriptions, downloads, and follows. Um, all of that stuff is great for us in terms of growing our listener base and making sure that we are the podcast that comes up when folks are looking for a lost podcast. Um, Andreas, did I miss anything? Uh, no, no. Uh, and thank you guys again. Your questions and uh, uh, ideas and topics have been awesome. So please keep uh, chatting with us. Yes, yes, please. Um, well, then without further ado, let's, uh, let's get into this episode. So uh, this episode, The Man Behind the Curtain, originally aired on May 9th of 2007. And the episode was viewed by I don't know Andreas Oh oh it's on me It's it's, it's not in um oh, it is not in the Wikipedia article that I've been able to find so far Uh oh, let me just look it up Uh what was the thing that I used lost uh, season three viewership. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, let's see the man behind the curtain. Twelve point one one million viewers. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, fun fact. Right. <laughs> uh, no, 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 you're good. I never give you a warning. I'm the worst. Um, but I do have a fun fact to make up for my deficiency. Uh, and it is from the Wikipedia page. And it tells us that Michael Emerson, um, a.k.a. Ben Linus, submitted this episode for consideration for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series for the Emmys, an award he would go on to be nominated for. But he lost to fellow cast member Terry O'Quinn, a.k.a. John Locke, for his own submitted episode, The Man from Tallahassee. Mm. So that's kind of a fun fact. That is a fun fact. Uh, um, in this episode, we get, in case it's been a while since you've watched it, just a little recap. Uh, ben Linus reluctantly leads Locke to Jacob, the mysterious leader of the Others. And we get flashbacks from Ben's past for the very oh, first time yeah. in this episode. Whew. And then at the beach, 
stuff is going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Remember She's back. She's back. And the, um, the, uh, trust of Jack and Juliet, uh, all of those trust issues kind of finally come to fruition in this episode of what's really been going on. Yep. So, Andreas, IGN has ranked all 113 episodes of Lost. Uh, where do you believe that they ranked the man behind the curtain? I think this is an excellent episode of Lost. I loved it a lot. I'm going to say the teens. Teens, not quite, Andreas. <sighs> um, they did. They definitely liked it as well, uh, but it comes in at number 34 on the list. Uh. Um, I was really swinging for the fences. I find this, uh, I find this little blurb here funny. I'm able to share it. No spoilers. Uh, so finally, near the end of the third season, we got to see the origin of Ben and his very own flashback. And guess what? He has daddy issues too. Turns out it's not all sunshine and roses growing up in the Dharma initiative, especially when your dad is a drunk who blames you for your mother's death in childbirth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone's got that. That about sums it up. Yep. Um, so what do you want to cover first? We want to talk about Ben's flashbacks. We want to talk about the stuff on the island. Where, where, what do you want to cover? Um, uh, yeah, I think the flashbacks are good of a place to start as any. Um, yeah, we do get Ben's uh, supervillain origin story. Yeah, what a traumatic sure. childbirth for him. I mean, that whole situation is just... I love the um I love the surprise of them like the fact they're not on the island right because it seems like they they yeah. they so nicely set up that they're in the woods they're on the island and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god we're in Portland <laughs> yeah. so um I uh yeah. I I liked that that surprising introduction but yes. man rough rough go of it for Ben Linus there yeah I mean real rough um kind of weird that his dad and the guy that saved uh or whatever was there when she died kind of weird that they hooked up but i guess whatever um i mean in a way i suppose that would be kind of a bonding experience like they drove them presumably all the way to the hospital and probably saw how distraught he was that day like yeah so i guess it would make sense that he would like maybe occasionally even if it's every once in a while check in like Hey, how are you? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But nonetheless, Horace is who you're refer- referring to. So we meet Horace. Um, in, and we get a lot about Dharma. We get a lot about Dharma. Yes, it's true. Um, you know, we see a little bit of how their society kind of functions. Um, Giving people random jobs, uh, workman. Uh, we did get the, the origin of that as well. Um, yeah. So, so do you remember back when the yeah. there's the the yeah. van episode, and I said, "Do you remember who Roger is?" And you were like, "Nope." Now you do. Nope. nope. I remember. I was like, "Ah, I see. I see. I see." So, uh, good times. Yep. Uh, on crazy to think that Ben was in that car too. It is crazy to think that Ben was in that car. That's a good point um wow they really were thinking ahead on that one so they uh, really were oof. anyways um but yeah i think uh uh i mean it's a it's a crazy time uh and 
the idea of the hostels, right? So again, we're we're getting a, a little bit more uh, in, info on on what's going on here. There there is some sort of what they would claim is a native group. That's what Dharma referred to it as. Whether or not that's true, I guess we'll we'll find out. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and so it was. Uh, yeah, it seemed tumultuous. It seemed. Uh, I mean, Ben Ben killed the entire Dharma initiative. He did. Yeah, he. Made, that's he a big it. reveal. That is a big reveal. Uh, I mean, he felt like, I don't know. I mean, I guess at what point, why wouldn't he? <laughs> I don't know. That was like the one thing where you're just like, you know, I, I mean, not that killing everybody is the solution to things, but certainly uh, when presented with that, uh, I could see why if you were truly a soulless person that you wouldn't think about it twice. Well, and we know Ben mm-hmm. is truly a soulless person, it would seem. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, so... What else, as far as the flashbacks, I mean, one of the things I wanted to point out about these flashbacks is that the child acting is pretty excellent. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was he, pretty impressed by that. It's pretty impressive. Him yeah, and yeah. the little girl the, that he's, like, yeah. friends with that gives him, like, the wooden dolls. Um, <laughs> I wasn't that She was also her. really cute. Really? <laughs> oh, I cute. thought she was really cute. And I don't know. I just, like, kind of believed her. I believed that she was, like, a little friend to him. I believed that. I believed he had a little friend, but I don't know. You were not maybe. blown away by her acting. No, I wasn't. Uh, no, okay. I wasn't. I wasn't upset that they didn't nominate her for an Emmy, you know? Oh, okay. I was pretty impressed by both of them, but <laughs> either way. Um, and then I think the other big reveal is, of course, that Richard met Ben as a child. He did. It's true. Uh, and had long hair back in those days. He did. So he got a haircut sometime in between then and now. That he did. That he did. Wonder, wonder um, how he did that. I don't know. But we've also seen him off the island. So interesting. You know? Yeah. It is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. So the flashbacks are, how did the flashbacks do in terms of building sympathy for Ben? Do you think? Um, I think they build a little bit of sympathy. I think it's, um, again, I, f- I feel like it was a believable trajectory where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, does that, I mean, you don't, you know, murder a whole village of people. That's never the solution to any problem. So, you know, I think that's like. You know, as far as my sympathy can go for someone who, you know, that's their decision making. Um, but certainly, again, I think it's, uh, it, it is, you know, it's empathetic to a certain degree, if it's not sympathetic. Did I use those the right, I, the right way? You those- absolutely did. You, I agree with you 100%. I think that this, this made me a little bit more empathetic. It made me see Ben as less of a caricature, right? Um, like you said, it's like the villain backstory, which has a way of humanizing the villain, at least. Um, yeah. he's still the villain, right? There's some stories that some tropes where they eventually kind of circumvent the story and make it where the villain is, it isn't actually a villain. I, I certainly don't think that happened here. No. Um, Ben to me is still very much the villain right now. And his backstory is sad and it did garner a lot of empathy for, from me for him. Like I, especially like seeing that little kid, like it's like, Oh my god, this is horrible how the, how he was treated and it just I mean, I mean yeah. 
It's inexcusable, right? Yeah. Imagine if you were when you were like 13 and you had to move in with your drunk dad and a isolated island. Who knows what, you know, like what the fuck is that situation? Yeah. Horrible. Um, And and like completely powerless, right? Like he has no autonomy whatsoever. Um, And it's just, it is really sad. I mean, this episode always makes me really sad, but- Like, at a certain point, you start kind of getting to a place where you're like, then eventually you're going to have to, like, take responsibility for your own behaviors. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, Uh, Um, and one thing that I think is an interesting question that a listener wrote in that I I don't know the answer to. um, But where is it? Sorry, everyone. I promise I will find it. Okay, here it is. How old is Ben supposed to be when he kills his dad? Because he looks a solid 45, if not 50. Um, And obviously, I think that this was a situation where the creators were very clearly trying not to do the weird thing that they sometimes do in shows where they cast a different actor, right? Like, obviously, they had to cast a child actor, no question. But if they had casted someone who was a different actor in like the middle range, like in like his twenties or whatever. I think that would have been weird too. Um, so I think they tried to do the thing where it's just like, yeah, we're just going to ask the audience to suspend disbelief, but it does make it a little bit confusing as to when this supposedly happened. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know when we're supposed to assume he eventually kills his father. Um, and then subsequently kills the rest of, of Dharma. Well, he was working for them, so he had to be at least old enough that that was the situation. I always they thought, like, in his 20s. <laughs> um, in his 20s, maybe. They don't really seem to want to make him seem very young. I guess it also depends on how old you think he is concurrently. I don't know if we know the That's true. That question. How old do you think Ben is? I, you know, I'd peg him in what his 50s i was gonna say 40s sure something like that right uh and so you know it can't have been so yeah 20 years ago i don't know did he look 20 years younger he could it could have been 10 years ago that's a long amount of time 15 years ago he would have been you know if he's 48 15 years he would have been 35 he could have been I just am confused about then what he was doing for... 43. Sorry, I'm bad at math. Well, I guess eh, it's neither here nor there. We're going to have to talk about some of this in the spoiler section. But... Yeah. Um, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a good question by the listener that I had the same question myself. I was like, I don't know what, <laughs> where, when in the timeline this is supposed to be happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know either. And I don't know if we actually really... Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, anything else from the flashbacks that you wanted to make sure we discussed in this section? No. I think um, it's pretty straightforward. Again, I gain a little empathy, but he was off his rocker. I mean, again, it's like a nature versus nurture kind of a thing, right? Interesting setup. It is. It is. Um, I'm looking through some of our listener questions here real quick just to see if there were any 
thing that we would, or if there was anything we would want to talk okay. about here. And I don't believe there is. Okay. There is not. For this, for the flashbacks anyway. Okay. So that brings us then to the island. Um, so what do you want to do? Yeah, I guess let's just stick with Ben and, and Locke. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think? Well, I mean, what did I think? Uh, we get a whole haunted house sequence. <laughs> we get... That um, we do. You know, I, I kind of liked, uh, this is the one time where, uh, you know, we, 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 we talked a lot about Locke a little bit last time. Um, and, but, you know, I think we've talked a, a little bit about, it's like, oh, some of the stuff he was doing with Sawyer, ah, it's not cool. But this is like the inverse of like him being like assertive is like, I think that this is kind of funny. It's like, he's just like, no, like, I'm I love sassy lock. Yeah. Like I, no, no, no. Like you think you have the other hand? Like I actually have it. Um, so I, I really think that, that he does, um, whatever. I, I thought that that was, uh, all, all really interesting and really funny, but yeah, the, um, them going to the house and, you know, talking to a chair, uh, Real crazy. Again, this is where I do have a little bit of... It was a little character inconsistent, where I don't think Locke would have, like, immediately not thought that something else was going on. Like, he was just like, there's no one here, so you're just lying to me. I get that he would be suspicious, but I don't think he would totally rule it out right away. I just don't know if that's totally consistent. That was something I wanted to make sure that we... Yeah. I didn't question it. I I believed it because I think... I think from the very beginning of this episode, it's very clear that Locke is, I I think the turning, the conversation with Richard in the previous episode, I think was the turning point for Locke. And this is now the, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, this is going to really bother me. Like this is the consequence. That's not the word I'm looking for, but this is the consequence of, uh, of the conversation with Richard is that Locke is finally starting to question Ben, I think. Um, in a way that he hasn't done as blatantly before because Richard really empowered him to do that in the previous episode, right? Richard was like, Ben wants you to fail. He The whole reason he did this was to embarrass you. And so I think Locke feels validated now in a way that he hasn't before. He has like some quote unquote evidence, right? If, you, if he takes yeah. Richard at his word, he has some evidence to suggest that uh, somebody is on his team and has some serious doubts about Ben. Uh, and yeah. so I think that this is the natural progression of what Locke would do after having that significant change happen for mm-hmm. him. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true, right? He is, uh, right? He And he's not shy about it. He's like, hey, I know you try to pull a fast one on me. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not cool. And I'm going to pull that against you. So that's true. I guess that that is where that's coming from more. Yeah. And it's interesting because, and this is jumping ahead, but it is interesting because Ben shoots him. I mean, Ben, like, obviously. It's the first time that Locke has ever really pushed back this severely, right? Yeah. And Ben is like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to no. have that. Like, I, yeah, you're not, not if, the second I can't manipulate you anymore, no. then then you're done. Yep, yep. Oof. Tough. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. To- to John Locke down there. We will see what happens. Um, 
So let's talk about the the quote unquote haunted house scene as you as you yes. referred to it. Um, a lot to unpack, uh, you know. Do you, you know? we 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 had a we had a listener. This wasn't exactly how they worded it, but for the sake of the discussion, I'm gonna I'm gonna reword it slightly. What did you think of of this? this scene the first time you saw it do you remember well i guess did you was this one you saw or not uh this was not one i saw ah okay okay uh i did i definitely think uh now that i'm thinking about it i think i I watched the i've seen the finale at least uh i've gone back and watched that so um i just i remember too much of it um okay that not be the case um so yeah i but I didn't remember. So this is my first time really kind of seeing it. And I just can't really talk about my feelings on this half of the episode. That's just un- unfortunate. I wish I could say more. But That's I'm just fair. Really worried about. And again, here's what I'll the say. The thoughts that were going through my head. Again, because I because I hadn't seen it before. So now I have to kind of. My immediate. My, the only thing I was doing cognitively was trying to make it make sense with how I understood things more broadly. So yes. I have to save those thoughts. Uh, here's what I'll say um about what I because I, I don't remember specifically what my reaction was to this episode I remember being scared this is like the first kind of like I know which is so different that your experience <laughs> because you actually like scary things and this is like say, as a I college, don't find it very scary I find it a little cheesy honestly I didn't find uh, it scary from, this time to be clear oh, that um, okay. but the first time I had watched it it was like my first experience really watching anything that was like supernaturally scary, so to speak, right? Like I, supernatural isn't the right word per se, but like I'm talking about at this time in my life, when the first time I watched the show, I was I mean, I don't college. know. Those plates flew around all on their own. I thought, what is the supernatural if not that? Uh, it, right. That's my point. It's is not that a ghost I, necessarily, but. You know. Maybe it is. I don't know. But my, <laughs> my point is that at this time in my life, really the only scary things I had watched were like Criminal Minds, you know, where it was more of like a, thriller kind of um, mystery type of true crime things like that but I had never watched this was the first thing I ever watched that I can remember like actually watching start to finish where there were, were some kind of creepy elements to it that I actually enjoyed that weren't in services mm. of telling a story about crime if that makes, that sense. makes sense that makes sense um makes sense. and yeah. so so I just I remember being really freaked out in this and being confused. I didn't know what to make of this scene at all. I had no idea what to make of it because you so I don't mean, trust Ben at this no. point in the show. But then this happens and you're like, wait a minute, is he telling the truth about this? Like, what? what is this? Like, it, it's very confusing. And so yeah. if you're new to the show, if you're unspoiled and you're confused, that was my experience. That's yeah. all I can yeah. really remember. That, that, again, I would, I would really... Yeah, I'd really back that up. It's it's rather shocking, um, you know, kind of coming yes. out of nowhere. So, uh, but oh, uh, oh, I just have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts, Jesse. Okay. So I think I'm just kind of looking through here, and I actually don't have anything else from a spoiler-free perspective. Um, I mean, again, I, you you mentioned this in the last episode. This is very plot heavy, right? We're really moving the plot forward. There's not a whole lot to dissect that we that isn't related to the broader um, kind of themes and where the show is ultimately headed. So, 
you know, I, I don't have anything else that we can safely talk about. Yeah, I guess the only other things just to touch base on is the... Uh, we don't really go back to camp, do we? Um, in this episode. A little bit, maybe. Um, I can't remember Oh, um, we do. I think... Let me pull up the... Have it. Uh, yeah, the survivors mistrust in Jack peaked when Juliet is exposed as a mole. Yes, so they have that conversation. Uh, Thank you, yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's essentially revealed that Jack has known all along that yeah. Juliet was asked to do what she was asked to do. Maybe. Juliet makes that confession. Um, and Jack now has a plan. So yeah. he's sharing... Um, this with them for the first time because he now feels like we're gonna prepare we're gonna go against them yeah they're coming yeah, yeah. and we actually kind of forgot to mention that in the previous episode because Locke shares that information with Sawyer in the previous episode yes we did that Juliet's a mole and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so now here's yeah. the ultimate reveal to essentially everyone that that Juliet yes. is a mole who's not really a mole who, who is now mole. a double agent and yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. They're the other or the um survivors have decided that they're gonna take a stand against the yeah. others when they come to try to steal the pregnant women. Yeah, well, as one's got to do, you got to protect the pregnant women. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, there, I guess the the one thing we could talk about a little bit about would be you know kind of thinking about. You know, was Jack right in keeping it from people until he had a plan? Um, you no. know, that's kind of, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would agree. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think but so. Why either. does he think he needs to come up with a plan all by himself? Yeah, I don't. That is character consistent. I think that Jack would think yes. that he needed to come up with a plan all by himself. That's it kind is. of irritating. It absolutely is very character consistent. But again, it shows Jack's like, he's a little like, he operated really well when he was like on his own and not like imposing himself upon other yeah. people. Um, but now that he's kind of got well, his, his plan is great, frankly. Yeah, like his yeah, plan, definitely. what he's yeah. ultimately coming up with, and like the whole like the fact that he knew Juliet, like all of that. I'm like, wow, this was sophisticated. Like you've been saying that since the beginning of season three that Jack kind of knows what he's doing. He's very logical. He's very good yeah. at kind of thinking ahead. Um, and yeah. this episode really shows that. But his his interpersonal skills are very lacking in the sense that you didn't have to come up with this all on your own. There was really no good reason why you couldn't have shared this with a, at least a couple of people. Like you couldn't have told Saeed that like yeah. Juliet is here and she's been told by Ben to do X, Y, Z, but here's what we're really doing. And I need help figuring like, what, what are you doing, Jack? Yeah. What, why are you doing it this way? Yeah. I did appreciate that Juliet was trying to push him on that. I did, I did appreciate yeah. that she was saying, like, we should tell them. We should tell them. We should tell yeah. them. <laughs> like, yeah. she was trying. I feel like she could have, you know, done it if she really felt so, you know, morally obligated. I'm going to give her a pass, though, because she's coming into this group for the first time. Yeah, she doesn't know this group's dynamic. No. She doesn't yeah. know. No one's going to believe her if she, like, steps out on Jack and is like, Jack's messing this up. Like, let's... <laughs> That's not a good way to get into the good graces of these people. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
So I'm going to give her a pass. I, I'm going to give her a pass That's on fine. letting That's Jack take the reins on it. But <clears throat> I think what she hopefully quickly discovered in this entire scenario is that um, Jack sometimes needs a little push in the right direction when it comes to uh, his interpersonal leadership skills. He has great yes. leadership skills from like the planning perspective, the implementation perspective, um, but the communication and uh, teamwork abilities are, 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 are lacking. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? No, for unspoiled. No, I think that, that that about covers it. So, um, well, there's no Walt count. There's no CPR, uh, and I did not have a nickname. Did you? Nope. Uh, my wife did ask me again. She was like, "Michael, Walt, what's going on?" You know, shoulder shrug. So there'll be a time when we can say more, and we will. There'll be when a time. time comes. It might be the season six finale when we say we never heard from them <laughs> again. <laughs> you never know. Wouldn't that be a trip? Uh, so. Wouldn't that be a trip? <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, if you would like to remain unspoiled, it is time for you to get lost. Yep. We're going to say all the spoilers, the show that have ever existed. Uh, and so you will know everything about Lost if you listen to us. Everything. More of this. Everything. Everything. Okay. Well. All right. Let's do it. So, um, wow. I have questions about a couple of things. Mad Um, questions, Jesse. Mad questions. You start. You you start. I always start with, what are your questions? Okay. This cabin in the woods. I need some sort of resolution to this. What the fuck is that? (laughs) I think I know. You think Um, you know? You think you know? I think okay. I do. I think it's answered. Do we get I, I really answer? do. Do we get, like, is it? Do we get a definitive answer? I'm not sure that we do, but I think we get enough information that we can formulate the answer in a okay. very, very um, reasonable way. Um, do you want me to say anything more? I mean, do well, you want me okay, to give? right. It stands to reason that, you know, he says that Jacob is going to get mad. And we know that that's true because not the biggest fan of Ben. Right. So like, we know that like, so like that makes sense to me, right? Like that, that in that, that's true. So do you think that's Jacob? Oh, I don't necessarily think that that's Jacob. No, that's what I was saying. That's like what's part of it. What was hard is I was like, I, what he's saying is true to a certain extent. It's weird, right? He's obviously not delivering it the correct way to John Locke, right? But as somebody who holds the information that I that we hold as having seen the show, I think that that made sense. So then that's where I got caught up in, like, is it him to some degree? Like, is it just, like, some sort of, like, access to his energy and it's saying, get the fuck out of here? Like, I don't know. Like I think you're missing the one other possibility of who it could be that everybody forgets to consider. Is it the smoke monster? That's what I think. So I think that, if you remember, there comes a point later in the series where I think it's Christian Shepard is in the cabin with Claire. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the ultimate answer of what the cabin is. The cabin is the smoke monster's territory, so to speak. Like, it, that's kind of where, that's a place for him to go. That's a place for him to, the man in black, to to go. 
Um, I don't think Jacob has anything to do with anything that's going on right now. I don't think Jacob has ever talked to Ben. I don't think Ben knows anything real about Jacob. Um, and so I don't even think that Ben thinks he's talking to Jacob. I, I think, I think Ben thinks that that's where Jacob resides. I think he understands, Ben understands that there's some kind of, um, higher being, superpower, whatever you want to call it, that kind of surrounds the cabin. Um, he thinks for some reason that he needs to go to the cabin, but he believes he's never heard Jacob speak, which is true, partly because Jacob would never talk to Ben because Ben's not a real candidate, but also and primarily because Ben's going to the cabin. The cabin is not, Jacob has nothing to do with the cabin. That's not where Jacob is. That's not what Jacob is. No. Um. And so I think when Locke is leaving the cabin um, and he hears help me, that's the disembodied man in black, right? Because we know that the man in black can take on bodies. Right yeah. now, he doesn't have a body that he either wants to or can possess. Mm. And so his, his request to Locke is all the more intriguing when you eventually recall that the man in black does eventually take over Locke's body. That's true. That's true. Um, so I think that this is a very clear, I think that ultimately that is the very clear answer to this is that the entire thing that happened in the cabin was the man in black. Ben thinks maybe that that's possibly Jacob, or at least he hypothesizes that whatever's going on there has to do with Jacob. He has no idea that it really has to do with the man in black. Ben's never heard the man in black speak and he's never heard Jacob speak. He's doing the best he can to hypothesize about what's going on here. Um, and that makes the con the conversation between Locke and Ben really interesting at the beginning of the episode because I think I think Locke pretty much has it right in that Ben is lying about everything, right? Like Locke yeah. says or Ben says, I have to take you to Jacob and Jacob is the leader and whatever. That is actually all true. And yes. Locke doesn't have the ability to recognize that that part of it is true because Ben doesn't understand what's true and not true about that part. Yeah. Of the island story and so all Locke can do is look at it and go that's you're crazy like there's there's nothing to any of this none of this is real you're just completely making it up and it's like pretty much yeah Ben pretty yeah. much is making it all up because he has no relationship with Jacob he has no relationship with the man in black but Ben has never theorized that this cabin would be anybody but Jacob he knows weird things happen there so I guess that must be Jacob because he doesn't realize that there's another entity, there's another two, there's mm -hmm. two sides to the coin, right? The good mm -hmm. versus evil, etc. Um, yeah. And so the cabin's the man in black spot. He's bodiless at this point in time, hence the help me to lock. Um, and Ben only thinks that that's Jacob because he's never actually heard from either of them. Okay. That's my theory. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, that makes tons of sense. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, I wrote it down to what's the deal with the cabin. <laughs> so we'll come back to it. But I think that's, so that's my, my long drawn out way of saying that. I don't think they ever tell us that. I don't think it ever says like straight up. No, but this we're going to learn in black. that Ben doesn't actually know what's going on. And then we will learn what's actually going on. And yeah, I agree And then we'll from see that. Christian Shepard in the cabin. Yeah. We'll see Claire when she goes crazy. We see her in the cabin, right? So it's like. To yeah. me, it's very clear that this is supposed and to And it's like dark, them. decrepit, like building, right? It's the black, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, so that's my thought. The question, one of the questions that I wanted to make sure that we return to in the future um, is 
why um does Richard save Ben as a child? Because eventually we get that reveal, right? Like, so Ben and Richard run into each other in the woods and Richard is like, maybe someday you can come join us. Later on in the series, we're going to find that Richard saves Ben um, from a significant issue, life-threatening issue. Um, Richard saves him. And my question is, um, why... Does Richard save him and then quickly send him back? Right? Like, because presumably he was sent back because we know that they take Ben and they do something to help him. That's all coming later. Um, but then I guess they send him back to the others or to, to Dharma at the time and say, you can come join us later after you kill all your people. But like, yeah, that's what I don't, that that's what I don't right. know. And like, it's a little hard. Um, it was a little hard to talk about earlier because I, yeah. Is that something that I have no idea? I don't know what the answer to that is. Is that something that Richard planted? Is that something that um, was necessary because somehow Dharma was a threat or the island didn't want Dharma around? I think that that's my guess. Um if I had one, um, but I'm not. That's just me really pulling something out of my butt. So, um, so what questions do we want to like? How do we want to phrase these? So questions So why back to? did Ben kill everyone in Dharma? Why did he kill the Dharma Initiative off? And then a sub question of that would be: Did Richard tell him to do that? Was it his own idea? I'm pretty sure. Yes, I'm pretty sure that the answer to that is yes. That okay. the quote unquote hostiles do tell Ben that to become one of them, he has to kill off his people. But I don't know what the reason for that is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess. So I'll say assuming, question. I'll say assuming it's because the quote hostiles told him he had to. Yeah. Um, why did he have to? Yeah. Um, and then why did they have to wait until like the time was right? But like, yeah. If if they save him, which is what happens, they save Ben, Ben gets hurt, they save him, they then send him back to Dharma. Why can't, why does he have to wait till he's in at least his 20s, debate about if it's actually his 30s? Why does he, why do they have to wait until then for him to kill off all his people and then come join them? Yeah, I don't know. Something about the conflict between them gets to a point, or... I don't know. I'm going to say, why is there such a long period of That's time? the other question I have. Is the conflict between the hostels and Dharma, is that Dharma initiated? Initiative? Initiated? Um, or is that, were the host, are the hostels acting out of like self-defense for the island? Like, what is going on there? I do remember some of that. I do remember some of the people who were quote-unquote hostiles that makes sense. at the time that Ben was a child. That makes sense. Okay. But I'll jot that down too. So why is there such a long period of time between saving child Ben and letting adult Ben join the, quote, hostiles? And then lastly, why are the hostiles and Dharma in conflict? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I also had written down what made them think Ben was the one to like lead them. But I think we wrote that down in our episode last or the last episode as well of like, does Richard believe that he was officially a candidate? When did he stop becoming a candidate? Yeah. So on and so forth. Yes. Um, that was all I had. Did you have... Anything. I did make my I did make a little I this isn't great content for the listeners but for Andreas I did make this little chart to help me like keep track of all the different players that have come into play so for That's those crazy. of you that can't for all of you who cannot Aww. see it um it's basically mm-hmm. like the island is the circle right and then it's like Jacob and the man in black are like intricately entwined with the island then we've got the survivors of the plane crash we've got Rousseau as a separate entity We've got Dharma, who was who was eliminated by Ben, and the hostiles, who then Ben joined, and so presumably Ben joining the hostiles eventually led to that group being referred to as the others. Yes. So that's who then appropriate the infrastructure that Dharma's left behind. Correct. Yes. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit about the drawing that I just showed Andreas. <laughs> um, it's beautiful. Okay. Thank beautiful. you. Thank you very much. Um, oh, I think we did have one, um, listener that I wanted to help calm them, calm their nerves. Um, because they're very concerned about how Richard has been the same age at all the various points. We eventually get an answer to that. Yeah, there's an answer. Um, so yeah. I know... I know that this person is on a rewatch. Um, they ask it in a future question. They, they say, hey, I'm a rewatcher here. So as a rewatcher, I promise you there will eventually be an answer as to why Richard never ages. Yes. I actually and don't yes, remember Richard what it was, hot. but I remember the same listener also, that question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the same listener also wrote in, Richard is hot, right? And the answer mm-hmm. is yes. <laughs> Unequivocally, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's got that scrub, um, you know, it's just. So I think that's it for um, yep for this episode. I think so. So think we knocked thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, we will be back next time with season three, episode twenty-one, greatest hits. Deuces. No.